0: That's join m i d i dot com.
1: dot net. Don't forget to mention K S C O to receive your two hundred and thirty nine dollars
2: discount on installation equipment. Happy surfing!
3: Hello, and welcome to Better by the Minute Life with Becca. My name is Becca Dukes, and it is my pleasure and honor to come to you every week, bringing empowering information that helps us as individuals be able to make choices that are maybe against what we have had in the past but helping us to reach our goals and what we really want in life and today i am super excited to be able to bring to you andre stewart now andre stewart is a host of a popular podcast so i'm totally excited to have him here on my little broadcast name of his podcast is investing uncensored which is distributed in all of the major listening platforms he is the ceo of invest bar and invest bar capital and he's also an author now through his life we're going to be talking about the times where he has been homeless and overwhelmed he's been at the summit uh as a bank and financial advisor to those in big and small business and then back to the overwhelm where he has had to change his career and reestablish livelihood because of health now Andre he enables his clients to be empowered and one of the methods that he uses is creating the new neurological pathways that shatter old limiting belief systems which is something that I myself have had to discover so Being able to bring him to you this evening is super exciting for me because it's not only helping you learn about these things, but it's also enforcing what I know to be what is going to help us break through those challenges. Andre, welcome to Better by the Minute Life with Becca.
2: Thank you for that introduction. I hope that I can uh, fulfill you know that great introduction. Oh, I'm pretty sure on. that
3: you can, you know, going <laughs> through all of the things that you have have accomplished and what you've had to go through to get there. You've become a certified coach. You're a certified neuro-linguistic programming coach, yeah. practitioner.
2: That is which, very true.
3: Explain to us a little bit for those who do not know what an NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming Practitioner does. Share with
2: us. Well, an NLP practitioner basically goes into a person's mindset and and tries to reframe or help you get rid of old experiences or bad experiences that have made you the person you are today. And a lot of times growing up in certain environments and hanging around certain people, you adopt certain mindsets that aren't conducive to you being successful, or you being able to get into investing and you being able to be financially independent or free, or, you know, from being able to work. Because a lot of people have this mindset that you have to have a job in order to be successful. And that's completely false. And so with NLP, we do different exercises that go inside and we reprogram the way someone thinks, or we reprocess their tragic experiences to make them see them completely different. And it kind of fuels them and you know, going into the, into the direction that they want to go.
3: Now, what experience or, or situation got you looking at this?
2: I think the situation with me having the job I thought was the job of my dreams and it actually wasn't. And so I was, I, I kind of felt like I was chasing money and at this particular job, I ended up almost having a heart attack taking my son to school. I was dropping him off at preschool, and on the way there, I um, had a tingling in my left arm. I got short of breath, and I just fell up against my car. Like, what is happening? And so then I had to take a minute, get in the car, and then I went to drop my son off at school, and went, immediately went to the doctor, and they told me that I had to come off work, and from that point on. I just went on this journey because mental health is a big thing. And so throughout that time, I ended up getting depressed. I ended up getting anxiety. So my therapist was like, hey, you need to go and, you know, see someone. And so from that point, I don't have an issue with talking about mental health because I think it's a big thing, especially coming off the last two years. So me starting there and learning through that process. And then I just wanted to go further. And I started doing NLP to kind of piggyback off of what I learned through my therapy.
3: So you were dropping your son off at preschool. How old were you?
2: I was 31 at the time, and he was, I think, five. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, not even preschool. It was like a monastery school. So he was, I think he was five.
3: Folks, when we're looking at health conditions, it does not discriminate on age.
2: does not It at is
3: all. not just for those that are farther advanced in life. This can happen to anybody. And in your situation, the stress was a big player in that.
2: And so the, the interesting thing is that I was an athlete throughout high school, college, and even after I played semi-pro basketball, and I played in a bunch of different leagues all my entire life, and then I got this dream job. And then I was not able to do any of that. I wasn't taking my son to the park to play basketball. I wasn't acting, you know, actively, you know, working out with him and taking him to the park to train in basketball, anything like that. And so that took a toll on me. And the main thing was stress, and that stress from, you know, working 60 hours a week, it just prevented me from being able to do anything, kind of do, you know, my life overall.
3: So you have taken that experience and you've made it your mission in life to now help people. Discover mental awareness.
2: Mm-hmm. Correct.
3: How stress affects the body and what you can do to overcome and achieve financial independence. And, yeah, and, I mean, not, and it's not just financial. I mean, for me, health and wellness goes beyond
2: health. Correct.
3: And for you, from what I'm gathering as it goes beyond finances.
2: And that's one of the reasons why I call the book, the real estate investing die because it's really a holistic approach. So in order for you to be successful in real estate, for one, you have to have the mindset, but then you also have to have the stamina to be able to make it through. Some of these deals are going to get tough, especially in the, in the beginning phases. So if, if you don't have the, mental capacity or the physical stamina because you're not in shape or you're not healthy, you're not going to make it through the entire, you know, real estate process. If you're trying to be a multimillionaire through real estate investing, it's almost impossible. So you kind of have to have all of those. And what's the point in, even if you didn't do all of those things, what's the point in getting to the point where you have a lot of money and you can't even enjoy it because you're sick and you're you're in bed. So it's kind of pointless. That's right.
3: I totally agree with that because I was sick. And in bed and not able to enjoy life. Correct. So I don't I don't
2: think it did not matter what I did
3: financially.
2: Correct. You could be rich, but if you're laying in a bed bedridden, what's the point in having money?
3: That's right. So that's why I wanted to bring you on is because through your experiences, which a lot of people can relate to, I mean it's stressful times.
2: Oh extremely stressful times coming off of the last two years and it's gonna obviously you know looking at the economy I don't think it's gonna get better before it gets worse you know
3: maybe not with the economy but in our minds and mentally we can be strong
2: yeah I mean I've grew up and I think we talked about this earlier I grew up in a really bad environment I grew up in poverty I was homeless Um, so any, even if someone does go through this rough time in the next two to three years, you're going to come out on the opposite end. If you have a good mindset, it's all about the mindset. And I've kind of had a similar mindset because I was an athlete. So I had that never give up attitude. And I think it just carried over into the next career that I was trying to pursue, which is get into banking and now in, in business. And I think that's what helped me get through those rough times because I, I just had this goal and this dream that I wanted to get to. And, that's what I think people need in the next couple of years. to have something to focus on to get through the rough times.
3: Do you think that whenever there's rough times going on, people just stop dreaming?
2: Yeah, because it's hard to see the outcome. If, if you can't foreshadow or if you don't have anything to pull from mentally, then how can you see on the other end of something like that? It's just like your current situation doesn't have to dictate your future. And I could have easily given up. You know, I have some, in the book, I talk about some of my experiences. I should have given up. I shouldn't even be where I am today. But because of the way my mindset is, I was able to push through and get to where I am. So you can't let your current circumstance limit or um, prevent you from thinking you're going to have an amazing future.
3: And the book that he's referring to is Real Estate Investing Diet. That's awesome. I love that. So share with us a little bit. Okay, so why did you incorporate the word diet into your book?
2: Well, I think that everyone knows what a diet is. Everyone has to have done some sort of diet. And I think diets are easy for people to follow. So in the book, I kind of break it down with similar uh, principles as you would on any diet. And so it's really easy for anyone to read this book and digest almost everything in the book. I even have a diet planner in there. I have um, different notes for you can take notes. There's charts. There's everything in the book for you to really actually do this investing as a diet, which why not? Like if, you, if you're dieting for your health, you should be dieting for your finances as well.
3: That's right. And what's the best place to get your book, to find your book?
2: You can go to anywhere and get the book. But a lot of people have been going to Amazon from what I've seen. Um, because it comes overnight unless you want to go to a bookstore barnes and nobles or books a million but you know i think amazon is kind of covering the marketplace with a lot of different things so if you go on amazon you can get it in four hours <laughs> so why not
3: this is this is very true i mean yeah. i will i help manage a, a publishing company and amazon people love to get those books within hours if not the next day correct it's it's yeah. very nice very nice for their customers for sure. Mm. So now you are from the United States.
2: Correct. I am from the U S
3: but you are not living in the U S right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, what I do is I kind of live part-time in the U S and I live part-time in Medellin, Colombia. So I go back and forth, um, two weeks out of the month. I'm kind of here unless I have a lot going on in the U S but if not, then I'm here for the two weeks
3: now there's a reason why that you are part-time in the states and part-time out of the states
2: that's true yeah so
3: share with us a little (laughs) bit about that reason
2: (laughs) well for one i I have a business in the u.s and then my son is also in the u.s so i you know I, i train him for basketball he wants to go to the nba and has these dreams so i'm trying to help him get there so i have my business there and then we have also opened up an office in medellin colombia for Investfar. so the idea of Investfar is a global real estate investing app and so in order for you to be global you have to have properties in latin america europe the u.s asia and so we're starting in medellin colombia because it's the silicon valley of latin america there's a lot of digital nomads here the cost of living is amazing and you can hire a bunch of labor for a fraction of the cost of what you can in the u.s And they're great. The culture is great. The food is great. I just love being here. The climate's beautiful all year round. It's just a great place to um, start a business and to get into real estate.
3: Well, in San Diego is one, the climate is one of the reasons why I'm in San Diego.
2: And it's funny because I was talking to someone yesterday uh, and he was telling me he was, he lived in San, he, he moved, he went to San Diego for about a year and he's from medellin he was like man medellin's like san diego the weather is very similar to san diego all year round um it's the same it doesn't rain it's just beautiful yeah yeah
3: yeah it is beautiful coming from washington state um it's perfect raised in arizona it's like one extreme to another extreme (laughs) and now i'm right where (laughs) i want to (laughs) be
2: it's gonna be hard for you to leave if you're coming from arizona that's 110 115
3: 122 is the highest i saw
2: oh my gosh that is yeah
3: yeah that's that's just a little too warm (laughs) but let's let's go back to investing and investing uncensored your podcast what type of things do you share on that podcast
2: i get into mindset i talk about the economy a lot and then I get into, um, different mindsets for investing. So I try to touch on just general mindset because I think being a better person overall would help you be a, a better investor. And then I think if you understand global economics, then you know how to move as an investor, you know, what assets to get into, you know, what assets to get out of and what time, because you can kind of project and see what's going on in the global economy. And if it starts somewhere else, it'll eventually get to the U S at some point. So I'll talk about all those different things. So people have a holistic view on investing and not just going based off what they see on CNBC or, or whatever the case is. So you kind of get a holistic picture on how to navigate, whether it be cryptocurrencies, real estate and, uh, starting a business, whatever it is.
3: Well, and cryptocurrency okay, as an NLP practitioner, I have you can help me with this, but I have been terrified. It has scared me, cryptocurrency.
2: So what I would say from an NLP standpoint, if we were working together, I would try to figure out why you have that fear. Did something happen to cause that fear? Were you investing or did you have crypto and then it just turned on you? There have to be, there has to be something there that caused this fear unless you have that same fear with investing in other assets. What so which which one is it? <laughs>
3: it has to be I'm not having something tangible, something mm. that I can touch.
2: I mean, would you invest in stocks?
3: Um I have done a little bit of investing in stocks and I did okay.
2: But could you touch them?
3: I could not. See, that's <laughs> that's one of the things that I'm kind of, you know, it's like okay, why the cryptocurrency? Is it because it's new, which now it's not that new? I, well, I, just...
2: I think a lot of people have this fear of the unknown, right? And so, you know, stock market has been around forever and cryptocurrency's only been around a couple of years. So you don't really have the history with crypto that you do with the stock market. So it, it's kind of like, should I do this? But I mean, the, the, the best way to do it is if you have some extra money just try it put like 200 500 because cryptos are super cheap so put it in something um and set it and forget it so just only spend the amount of money that you can risk losing if you're going to invest in crypto so if you lose 500 bucks for a thousand what's the big deal so i think if you do something like that and take baby steps it'll allow you to ease into it and once you start making profit then you can say hey all right i'm going to go ahead and and put more money into it i am definitely going to consider that (laughs) <laughs> and
3: and the reason why I'm gonna consider that is because you're not new to the financial market.
2: Correct. And no. you
3: have actually been nominated for the Los Angeles Times CFO and CEO and Leadership Award just in two thousand twenty
2: one. That's correct. So I've I've been in the the financial industry for a while, even before then I, I was doing some stuff in um for North Northwestern Mutual as a financial advisor. So I've been in here for a while. So like, you know, I think um approaching different things that you don't know with baby steps, but doing something, at least taking a risk. Because if you don't, not taking a risk is even worse than not um, investing. You know what I mean?
3: Well, if you're not going to take any steps, you're not going
2: to go anywhere. But the, the funny thing about risk, I think Warren Buffett says, a risk is going from a place of not knowing what you're doing. If you're educated and you do enough research and education on whatever it is you're going to invest in is it really a risk
3: so mindset wise how do we i don't know we go from a, a mindset of not being a risk taker to being a little more open with those baby steps
2: i think the first thing that people should do is through education. I think education is the key for almost everything. Again, coming from the background that I came from, I didn't have the role models and things like that. I did have one person who was a millionaire who gave me a book to read called The Millionaire's Mind. And from me reading that one book, it just steamrolled into a bunch of different books like The Science of Getting Rich or The 4-Hour Workweek or just different books that kind of educated me on the the area that I want to get into. So when you have the education and you do your own research on a company or a crypto or a real estate market, then you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. So it's really, really not a risk. So I think you have to educate yourself first in order to get your mindset in the place of like, Oh, I understand this in and out. So I know how to move this in this situation. It's like when you get a job and they send you through training, you don't know the job, but once you go through training, you get out on the sales floor on the customer service floor, then you do the job. And so you don't get the first customer, you don't get the sale or you don't do the first anything correct, but through trial and error, about the time you get to the 56 customer, you kind of figure it out. So it's the same thing. Educate yourself, read a bunch of books, you know, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos. You don't even have to go into a university or get a crazy education, right? You can do this through traditional going to the library or, or just free seminars and things like that. And so once you do that so many times, what you put in you has to come out. If you, if you eat burgers and pizza all day and you're not working out what's going to happen. But if you're eating salads and you're going to the gym, you're hitting the pool, you're probably going to be in, you know, a different shape than the person on the other side. So it goes the same way with investing, do the things to, to educate yourself and put the practice in and put the work in. And the rest of it is pretty easy.
3: Well, in coming as myself, As a certified holistic health coach, what goes in your mouth affects your (laughs) gut. What's going on in your gut affects your mind. Correct. It's a whole circle and your mind then affects how you function in life, being able to think clearly, all of those things make good decisions whether it's just everyday decisions, whether it's financial decisions, whether it's big stuff like what you're talking about with investing.
2: Yeah. Like you said, it's funny because the connection that you just mentioned, if you, if you are taking in the wrong foods and it's going into your gut, and then it's slowing you down, you don't have the energy. If you have a job, because most people are going to have a job and they're going to have to do this part time. That's kind of what I did. I had a job. I had a nine to five and then I had a five to nine. And so if you don't eat correct, if you don't work out, if you don't exercise, when you, when it comes time to that five to nine, you're not going to have the energy to be able to do that. And so that's why, like you're saying that the, the holistic approach is what you need to be able to supplement your income and then be able to leave your job permanently. But if you don't have the energy to do it, then it's almost going to be impossible. Yeah. And
3: energy is huge. In fact that's one of the number one reasons people go to the doctor is because they have no energy
2: correct and that because they're and they're not working out that's right yeah
3: that's right well we are coming up on a break in just a few seconds few moments and i am just so excited with the information that we're going to be providing in the second half of the program andre it's just incredible what you yourself have been able to accomplish because I know so many people who have childhoods that are not ideal and they are stuck in that mindset that that's where they started. That's where they're going to have to stay. So when we come back, let's talk more about that and becoming unstuck and really working towards creating goals, and then taking those steps to accomplish those goals everyone you are listening to better by the minute life with becca on ksco 1080 am make sure that you go to my website betterbytheminutelife.com There, you're going to find more information about Andre Stewart and all that he offers and brings to the table in helping us to develop and create the mindset and also the financial vehicles that are available that he has learned and is now sharing with all of us on how to create some financial stability and independence
0: we will primo roofing is your full-service
4: roofing company they not only replace roofs but maintain and preserve aging roofs with an
2: entire division dedicated to postponing costly roof replacement their maintenance division specializes in pressure washing coating and sealing mold and mildew removal gutter cleaning and replacement preventative maintenance and repairs maintenance is key to long roof life Are you ready to protect your roof? Call Primo Roofing today. Working to extend and preserve the life of your roof.
0: Hey guys, it's Rob Carson on KSCO.
2: Yeah, a special gift from me to you if you want to check out. We've made it a lot bigger. It's called the Rob Carson Show. We have a, a lot of stuff to get on the show, not only the great guests that we have, but also the great satire that you hear on the show. And we have seen uh, some good news and some bad news as far as the uh, country is concerned, as well as my commentary. So if you want to check that out, just go to KSCO. Don't miss the Rob Carson Show, 9 to noon, right here on KSCO.
1: I was uh, outside earlier, and I noticed, like, uh, you
2: haven't seen, you know, the owner of this radio station? Yeah. I saw, I think he's outside. I saw a car uh, parked out Are there. Are you sure it was him? Yes. Oh, that's him. Yeah, yeah, he's outside.
4: Out you haven't seen that new car he got?
2: No. He literally likes it because... He used to be a taco truck, but now he can, you know, he's got no, his own... No,
4: don't say that. Actually, no. He's got
2: a no. recording studio I, in there. He could do a Saturday special and you know, like, make some burritos at the same hot. time. That's the perfect car for MZ. See, MZ? Look, mm-hmm. he's, he's got his hydraulics going on. What yeah. a guy. What a guy. Later. I didn't take
1: MZ to be uh, into that, like, velour. I didn't know he, was, he liked that.
2: Well, you know, he's, he's a classy guy. Oh, oh look, okay. he's doing donuts now. Look at him out in the parking lot. Uh,
1: guys, wow, he's gonna him get, go, dude. He keeps doing wow. that. Game, he's going to get a ticket out there.
2: Do you know, you ever see Night Rider? Of course. That was MZ doing a lot of those stunts. Wow. Doesn't surprise me. i I'm impressed how he's driving that thing. Look at him go out there. Wow. with Dave Michaels and Friday, right here
3: Hello and welcome back to better by the minute life with Becca. My name is Becca Dukes Kozak and I am here today with Andre Stewart, who is sharing with us as a certified coach, as a certified neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, financial advisor, author. I mean, you have accomplished so much in your short time here on earth Mm -hmm. as we're not that old (laughs) and I think old is it's just a word age is just a word that depending on your mindset and what you have done throughout your life to maintain your body because our bodies are our temples Mm. if we don't take care of them nobody else is that's correct and your journey has been incredible not just the physical part of it but let's talk about life, life in general. I know so many people, they, they start out in life and as kids, they're like high on the hog and then they find themselves in the bottom of the pits. Well, some of us, we don't start high on the hog. We start lower in life as far as you know, financial status and situations and neighborhoods.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain,
4: Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's bluehost.com Wondersuite.
3: Share with us a little bit about your journey.
2: It's funny because like you're saying, uh, a lot of people don't start high on the horse and I don't think people know that most millionaires, they came from the bottom. They're mostly self-made. And so they mostly, you know, start out like we did with careers and they did the five to nine and now they have successful businesses. So, you know, I think only a small percentage of the people uh, inherited, you know, money from family to start a business or whatnot. So most people are like us that became millionaires. And so for me, my, my journey started in a, town with 3600 people i grew up in a shack with five people my grandmother and my grandfather that the, the home was built by my grandfather and my uncle and it was a two-bedroom house and we, you know i slept in the room with my grandmother so it was small so i came from humble beginnings and we were on food stamps the whole government assistance thing that's kind of where it started for me for me you can't my thought process is you can't be what you can see and so in my environment it was either you play basketball people who sold drugs, or you tried to get into entertainment. And so those are your examples. For me, that's kind of why I took the path of playing basketball first, and then I ended up getting injured on the way to um, playing in the summer league. And then I got into entertainment. So I was a model and actor for a while. But that journey up to that point, I mean, I had a couple near-death experiences from being in, in bad environments, you know, hanging around gangs. And just because of the environments that I grew up in, it wasn't roses. And so it's like you just have this idea of what you have to do to get to a certain place. So that was my early childhood and then through high school and then I got to college. And then from college where I played basketball and left college and got into entertainment. And throughout entertainment, you know, I started doing modeling. In the beginning, I was doing a lot of free stuff for photographers. And so I was doing a lot of shoots for for free, just try to, like, you know, build my name up and things like that. And so I did that for a while, for about a year and a half. Then after that year of doing free stuff, which most people don't like to do, that second year, my entertainment career took off. And so I was on billboards. I was doing fashion shows. I was doing a bunch of different things in Florida. I was living good. I was like, oh, man, this is amazing, right? And then 2008 recession hit. And that just took, you know, the wind out of my sails because I came from that environment. I finally did do some stuff in entertainment. And then the recession hit, and that just kind of put me back into... A place of where i'm like okay what am i going to do now and so in that time frame leading up to me getting into getting into entertainment i was homeless because you don't make a lot of money if you're doing uh free stuff so i ended up being homeless and on food stamps again in that in that time frame and so then like i said eventually the entertainment took off and then when the 2008 recession hit i had a friend who was a a banker at wachovia and he said man i'm making a lot of money in banking you should get in banking this is right before it hit so Maybe two months before the recession hit, I got a job at Wachovia because the entertainment slowed down and then boom, the recession hit. All right. I was at Wachovia and then Wells Fargo bought Wachovia. So that's how I ended up becoming a banker at Wells Fargo. So I did that as a personal banker for a couple of years. And then I ended up, you know, going through different banks and transitioning into different banks.
3: So using that (laughs) advice from a friend to get into a totally, totally different industry. What made you or gave you that inclination of, oh, maybe I can do this?
2: Well, I didn't have a choice because the entertainment side was, it was, it was drying up. So I needed a job because at that point in time, I I didn't have any more money because at that time, I tried to start a clothing line as well. So I was doing clothing and I was modeling at the same time. So I was putting all my money into that business. It ended. So then I was like, okay, well, let me take this job at the bank because, Maybe I can make some money here and put it back into my clothing line and go from there. So I was just thinking that way. I wasn't thinking of it as like a long term thing that I was gonna do forever. I was just like, hey, he can give me a job out of the bank. He's making money. I can take that money and put it back into my business. But I'm happy that I did because now I'm where I am. And if it wasn't for me getting into banking, I would have never Got into the uh, economics. I would've never got into learning finance and learning how to run a business and things like that, or dealing with multimillionaire business owners or working in banking helped me come up with the idea for Farm. So I really wouldn't be here without making that pivot into a completely different industry that I had no knowledge of at all.
3: And then what got you looking at real estate?
2: When I was working in banking, I did mortgages for clients. So one client came in and he was talking to me about real estate and he needed to get a loan for his business for a property he was trying to buy. So I'm a lifelong learner. So anything that I don't know about, I'm gonna do my research on it. And especially if someone's making more money than me in that particular situation, I'm like, because if he can do it, I can obviously do it because we we have the same brain. So if he's making this, I worked in the entertainment and I didn't have a boss. So pivoting to working in the banking, I had a boss every day, I had to come to work at eight. So I was like, let me get back to the lifestyle that I had. And if this guy's doing it through real estate, he planted the seed and then i you know started looking into it and then i moved to la from florida and then i ended up getting into a relationship when we had a kid and living in la the cost of living is extremely high so i had to be like okay i got to figure this out i remember this guy came to my office and he was doing real estate he was making a lot of money let me revisit that and so that's kind of what got me into real estate trying to generate more income while having a job and that was what led me to it wow so you've
3: done basketball modeling you've done fashion design banking all these different things you kind of sound like me where we don't limit ourselves on what has to be done in order to make things happen
2: but you know what i found out which i'm happy you brought that up doing that i realized that's not the way to go and so what happens is for me what i was doing i was trying multiple vehicles to get to where I was trying to go, which is to be successful and make a lot of money. Like most people, I was just using the wrong vehicle. I was trying entertainment. I tried basketball, I tried all these different things, but it wasn't until I found real estate. That's when it changed my whole entire life because within one year, once I discovered real estate and I got a mentor, I took my net worth to 1.2 million in just real estate alone in seven months. And I didn't even use any of my own money. That's when I realized the power of real estate. Everyone out here is probably doing the same thing, trying a thousand things to figure out what works. And then they found that one thing. And so that for me, real estate was that vehicle. And I understand why, because of all the things that you can get as far as benefits from real estate investment.
3: With you saying that just in 2022, which is when InvestFAR Capital was founded, right? Correct. You have provided 10 million dollars in funding for investors to purchase investing properties
2: yeah again it's like so what i do now and this is through reading again i think once you figure an industry out everything that i do revolves around real estate i have a real estate book i have a real estate investing app i have another company called residual rose business institute which is a educational platform for real estate investing in uh, for beginners or anyone trying to start a business in real estate And then I have Invest Capital, which funds real estate deals for investors. So everything I do, it makes it easy to be able to maintain multiple businesses because they're all under the same umbrella in real estate. And so that's what I mean by saying you can't put all your eggs in one basket, figure out one market, perfect it, become an expert in it, and then start a hundred businesses from that one industry.
3: I get it i really get it <laughs> i love it and folks you can find more information about andre stewart and all that he has done on my website
2: part you can go to andre stewart author.com and it has my social media it has my podcast information it has the invest for our website it has the book if you want to purchase it directly through there it pretty much has everything it even has a a blog. I have a blog called realestateinvestingdiet.com, and it gives you basically all the information you can think of to get into real estate. Everything. Check out that website, realestateinvestingdiet.com, and it has everything from pre-foreclosures, foreclosures, foreclosures, funding, the the whole thing. I don't
3: know about you folks, but I'm checking it out. (laughs)
2: I'm
3: just saying just this short amount of time that we have been able to, to communicate back and forth. And then also have this interview. I believe that energy attracts like energy.
2: Yeah. I call it synchronicity and synchronicity. You, I like no. that. I like mm-hmm. that.
3: And the synchronicity, the energy that you put off is attracting other people and that goes for anybody and everybody. Yep. You've got a negative attitude. Who are the people that you have around you? Take a look
2: at it. This is a famous quote that says, what you think about, you bring about and energy goes where your attention goes. So like she said, whatever you think about, you're going to produce that. It's it's just scientifically, you you might've heard of the the reticular activator is like a filter in your brain. And if you didn't have it, your brain would explode because your brain would think 1.5 billion thoughts per second. And so this filter prevents that from happening. And so you have to reprogram that filter. And think of it like if you ever wanted to buy a car, if you saw this car, you'd be like, all right, I want to get that car. So your brain now pulls this car up everywhere. The cars are, have always been there. But now your brain sees this car everywhere you go because you want that car. So think about that with every single thing that you want to do. Your brain, you, once you program that particular activator, it's going to produce those results for you just like it would for you trying to get that car. It's going to do the same thing for everything else in your life as well.
3: Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that though. Okay. I've been in situations where I've wanted something mm-hmm. and my husband at the time said, Oh, we can't afford that. Oh, we can't afford that. Oh, we can't afford that. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I want that and I'm going to find a way to afford it. And I did.
2: Exactly. It's like, if you can't, if, if you keep saying you can't afford it, then you can't afford it.
3: That's right. right. <laughs> That's right. And it's like, now I, I have my, my property in Washington state. Still I'm living in California. I'm loving it and I'm not stressed about work. I'm not stressed about money because I have that attitude of this is what I wanted. I put the intentions out there, everything fell into place and now I have what I'm wanting, you know? So it's like, okay, what's next?
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the world is your genie it's like it's like the laws of attraction honestly you know people should look into that and i think that really does work it's like if people have never read the secret that's also a good book or also a good documentary to watch because it'll also help reframe your thought process because it kind of gives you the secret it really does that's why it's called the Secret. it gives you every single step you need to you know get the life that you wanted the life that you deserve. So I I think those are two good things to check out.
3: I love that book, The Secret. And for those of you who are not big readers, look up the movie. (laughs) There's two of them. The most recent one is a great place to start because those negative thoughts kept bringing negative actions, negative events. And then whenever you found somebody that has those positive things, life just turns around. I You're mean, correct. what we have going on in our mind is what we're going to be attracting
2: all around us. That's everyone's biggest limit. Everyone's biggest limitation is their mind. It's not the man. It's not this person. It's not the fact that you don't have a million dollars. It doesn't have anything to do with any of that. It literally comes down to the mind, 100%. There's no nothing else around that. That's
3: right. And like you said it doesn't have anything to do with the man that's right <laughs> that's
1: it
2: right
3: ladies you do not need a man to be whole and be happy mm. men same for you
2: Correct.
3: and when i think whenever you get that set into your mind and you stop always focusing on all those things that you don't have and being thankful and
0: Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
3: Then those other things just start coming into life.
2: I think the biggest thing that for me that really changed my life, and I've kind of always been like that, is the fact that I do not care whatsoever what another person thinks about me at all. So I think once you adopt that mentality, it's so freeing because people always feel like they got to do certain things for other people around them or they got to play small because oh what if i get too big my friends are gonna like me or i'm gonna lose friends then lose the friends find other friends who can travel with you and go somewhere else i think people just have this hang up with they just got to make sure everyone else around them is happy or like this person's thinking like this about me i mean who cares at the end of the day i always say i'm going in the ground by myself so it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about me it's what i think about myself and i think once you make that connection with like how do i feel about it then it's just like, I don't care, less what you think. I'ma just do what I do. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. There's a like eight billion people in this world. I can make friends with some other people who are on the same page as me.
3: It's so funny that you that you say that. I was just having a conversation with, with the doctor that I'm associated with. And so many times in life I've been in situations where I've dumbed myself down.
2: Correct. Yep.
3: Where thinking, okay, I'm in a situation i can't be myself because it would make them look or feel dumb correct and now i am free to be myself i am free to share my opinions and show how smart that i really am not doing it boastfully
1: how
2: did that make you feel though just that that situation after that didn't you feel like the whole world kind of unlocked did you feel like man Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I started finding more people like me.
2: Exactly. That's what happens.
3: Yes, more people with talents and skills. And I have learned I don't have to know and do everything Mm -hmm. that I'm able to create teams around me.
2: Exactly. But then
3: we all work together and use our individual talents that we want to use not because we have to but because we want to use them to build stronger communities
2: exactly i mean you're hitting it on the head i mean you can't do everything you can't be expert or perfect at everything so you need to build a team that you can trust and that you can delegate certain things to it's like you might be weak in this area that person might be strong in that area so that's how you that's but one last thing i will say it's really hard to do things on your own and so like you hit on the head, like if you really want to be successful, obviously get your mindset, right. But building a team is very essential to getting to 50, 100, 200, a 1, thousand plus employees. Like that's just kind of how it goes.
3: Yeah, it is. And for me, I, I own my own business. I'm the employee that I would want to hire.
2: Correct. Yep. You got to lead by example.
3: And that's exactly it. I'm leading by example and as i'm doing my part i have more and more people that are showing up that want to do their part correct and it's crazy because in this economy you always hear and and you see all these signs help wanted everywhere everywhere all different levels and then you look at the unemployment levels you look at the homeless as you know here in california driving down and you know seeing homeless camps along the freeway it's it's incredible and you have all of these opportunities that yes they're working for somebody else but people just don't want to work
2: yeah i mean we don't have to talk about politics on here but we we kind of know where that happened because what's going on right now it didn't happen before the pandemic before i mean the u.s in my opinion we've always had this entitled mentality for whatever reason, or we had the victim mentality in the U S. So it's like, you know, the person is struggling or or this or this, even, I gave a homeless guy a dollar one time and he looked at me like, what, what am I going to do with a dollar? I'm giving you a dollar. Right? So even the homeless people in the U S are entitled. So we just have this mindset and I think only 72% of the population has ever left the United States. The 72% of the, the population don't have passports. So when you don't see other places, you view the world, as your situation or you view the world as your country. And it's extremely, it's completely different. And so I think we just have this outlook in the U S and it got worse because of the situation for the last two years. Now people don't want to work. And so now it just got worse because now we're expected to get more money from the government to make our situations, or we're going to get our rent paid or we're not going to pay rent or our our student loans are going to be forgiven. And that kind of takes away that ambition. When you take away the incentive from a person to, be successful or have to go out and get a job. What do you think is going to do to your country? Right. And so I think that's kind of where we're at because the incentive has been the incentive has been taken away.
1: It
3: has been taken away, but there's a few of us, I mean, you and I didn't meet until this last week. Mm-hmm. I have been able to increase my business by many fold. You have created a financially stable business as well in a totally different industry. Correct it's still possible
2: but you know what go ahead
3: i have people that tell me oh you can't build a business in these times baloney
2: that's what i was just about to say in the last most great businesses were created in recessions airbnb recession uber recession tesla recession that's when you create those businesses because for one they're cheaper because the cost of goods should be down because of deflation in addition You can kind of see the problem, and then you're providing the solution. So right now, in this current recession that we're in, it's going to get worse. So if you can foreshadow a problem and you come up with a solution, it's going to work. It's going to be cheaper for you to get labor and all of these different things. By the time the recession's over, your business should be 10x. If not 10x, you should be at least in a better place than you were the two years prior at a fraction of the cost of what you would have paid at the height of an expansion, which is what we had for the past decade or more. So most businesses are created in a recession. So that that's completely false. If someone says you can't do a business right now, what does that come back to? Limiting beliefs, mindset.
3: That's right. Limiting beliefs and mindset. Those are things that I had to overcome. I'm all about solutions. I myself had so many problems. We talked a little bit earlier about being autodidactic, where self-educating, mm-hmm you find something let's research it let's figure it out that's part of being autodidactic you don't have to go to an institute or a university or a college for knowledge
2: erudition erudition look it up erudition that's basically what it is it's just a constant state of knowledge that doesn't have anything to do with an institution or anything like that like you just need to go out there and always be self-educating or like she said just you know constantly being in a state of learning
3: yeah and in that state of learning and being a sponge correct i'm a complete sponge when you get into a situation where you can squeeze that sponge and drip on other people
2: it's like the journey the journey to getting where people are trying to go is what people need to enjoy enjoy the journey because the things that you discover on the journey and this we we might've talked about this earlier about setting goals. You need to set a goal so big that if you accomplish, you're going to shock the world, but on the way to that goal, during that journey, you got to have a bunch of goals that you hit to get to that major goal. So enjoy the journey because you're going to learn so much stuff on that journey and you're going to create more businesses along that journey. That's why I created InvestFar Capital to fund InvestFar. When people need to buy properties, where do we get the money from? You can get it from us. Why not teach someone how to get into investing? Once you teach them how to get into investing, they can come to you and buy a property and they can get the funding. It's so, so like through the journey to creating InvestFar, you come up with all these different ideas. So I think that process of you going through this and getting to the major goal, you're learning so much, and then you're creating multiple income streams get into that process.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that goes back to not putting everything in the same basket. Correct. Creating those multiple income streams. So if one thing is slacking during a time, other things are able to thrive.
2: Exactly. Yep. Cause revenue could dry up and it should dry up when you have a business because you're reinvesting so much of the funds, but if you have another business that's bringing in revenue, That's going to help sustain you through those rough times until that other business takes off. Most millionaires have seven income streams. Keep that in mind too. So, and they did it. Seven income streams.
3: I've (laughs) got four. I've got three more to go. Three more to go. (laughs) 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 And I have some ideas of where some of those might be going. So I am so excited with the information that you have shared with us today. It all starts with us. What is going on in our mind? Where are we creating limited beliefs? And it may not be limited beliefs that we ourselves have created, but what others have spoken into our lives.
2: Correct,
3: 100%. And that can be physically, mentally, emotionally. I mean, there's so many different ways that our lives can be negatively affected that then affects all the other areas of life also. I know people that were told that, oh, well, you're not going to be good for anything but cooking, cleaning, and having babies.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, no.
3: Yeah. I know a lot of women that that have pertained to, and we're proving them
2: wrong. Yeah, keep doing it. It's funny. I have a staff full of all-female. I love working with women. I, I hire more women than I do men. So, yeah, I definitely disagree with that.
3: Most of my coaches are women. I have a few fabulous men coaches, absolutely fabulous, but most of them are women. And they're starting as moms who were working outside the home and then because of the last couple of years lost their positions, had to be or wanted to be home with their kids because the whole schooling has changed. Life has been upheaved. But our reactions to what's going on in life is going to determine whether or not the outcome is positive or negative. If we want it to be negative, it's going to be a negative. Just the way it is. I love the fact that I've been talking about homeschooling my son for years because we're tired of the politics in school. The whole situation closed the schools, brought him home. And I didn't have to talk about it anymore. (laughs) I was able to do it and nobody could tell me that I couldn't. (laughs) And now I've just continued. So life is what we make it. Everything can be falling apart all around us, but it's what we've got going on inside of us and how we interpret and the solutions that we create is what's going to give us that outcome that we either want or don't want.
2: That is correct. Your perception. Of your situation, yeah.
3: Yes, absolutely. Well, Andre, thank you again for joining me here on Better by the Minute Life with Becca. It's a joy to be able to connect with like-minded, and not just like-minded, but like energy type people, and showing others throughout the world because this broadcast is not just here on KSCO 1080 AM Santa Cruz but it is shared throughout. And I love the fact that we can bring this message and the dynamics of how we ourselves can be influencers at any level of life, not just financially. Thank you so much for joining me.
2: Thank you for having me on, it was great.
3: It was awesome, I love (laughs) it. And I hope that again, we can meet and share more information about what you are doing in life to create a better by the minute life for yourself and others around
2: you. For sure. Anytime.
3: Awesome. Well, everybody, again, you are listening to better by the minute life with Becca on KSCO 1080 AM. My name is Becca Dukes. Go to my website, betterbytheminutelife.com. Create for yourself a better by
1: KSCO.